Welcome to the Mother of All Movement podcast with me, Catherine Meadows. I'm a Pilates teacher specialising in postnatal recovery and a mum to two kids myself. The aim of this podcast is to inspire and inform mothers of any stage and to chat about the trials and tribulations of moving your body after having kids. I'll be speaking to women who are coaches, instructors, therapists, athletes and adventurers who all work with mothers in some way and happen to be mothers themselves. This isn't about perfection, standards or achieving. This is a conversation about how to make the best of the rest of our lives through a nourishing relationship with our bodies and minds. I want to talk about what these women do, how they integrate it into their family lives and essentially why. So join me each week to hear these wonderful women talk about their journey. Hi everyone, I just wanted to say a quick note that this is part one of a double episode that I wanted to record with Yorkshire Rose because I just felt I couldn't do it justice. Their story, the type of people they are, um, and just how inspiring the way they went about their adventure and what they learned along the way, and how inspiring that is to every one of us, really. Um, The chat that I had with them originally was quite long, and I didn't want to um, let it drag on for too long for you guys, so I thought I'd split it up. So this first section is all about how they got to the start line, like where they came up with the idea, um, who they met along the way, and how they raised the money to be able to get them there in the first place. So I hope you enjoy and stay tuned next week for the actual journey itself, for listening to what really happened, what life was like on board, and uh, what happened when they got back home. Stay tuned. Today I'm with the amazing women of Yorkshire Rose, Helen, Nikki, Jeanette and Francis. And I've travelled all the way up here from just above Brighton to talk to you because I was so motivated by your book, Four Mums in a Boat, which is definitely one of the best adventure books I've ever read. So I'm trying to keep quite calm at the moment, talking to four women who really embodied everything that I see is so right about movement and how it transforms us as human beings. So, um, can you tell me what it is that you did and what was so awesome about it? So we'll start there and then reverse a little bit and then go forward through your journey. Who wants to? So we rode 3,000 miles across the Atlantic Ocean from La Gomera to um, Antigua. And I think what was so awesome about it was just that it was so unexpected that we would do that with our busy lives and families and children and husbands and full-time jobs. And it came out of the blue, so it was a complete surprise to our friends and family that we wanted to do it. And and along the way you broke, was it two world records, the North Sea as well? Was that a record? I think we were the first women to row across the North Sea, but it's not been recognised as an (gasps) official record. But we are the oldest female team to row any ocean. Uh, row any ocean wow okay so that really uh, really um, puts it into perspective and so okay so how did four middle-aged women who had not just jobs but careers families dependent children husbands parents and all the rest of it come to row across the atlantic francis you i think are responsible for this right i am responsible <laughs> your crazy hair-brained idea they all said yes exactly i love that she said i back to you you said yes, by the way. <laughs> I was, I'd been feeling kind of restless. I'd read mm-hmm. some of the books that Ocean Rowers had written and I'd just been completely inspired by it. And we all got together as friends maybe six or seven years ago now, rowing. So it just followed a natural thread, really, a natural theme. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I rowed <laughs> at school and I have never contemplated rowing across <laughs> the Atlantic, even at that time or since. So um, you you had read a book, uh, somebody who had rowed, what was it, they'd gone to row in a double? That's right, Deborah Searle with her husband. who yeah. had, And he had, had panic attacks and had to be evacuated from the boat and she carried on. She carried on. On and her it's, own. it's such a wow. great, great read. 
really, Purcell, really right, inspiring okay, yeah. book. Yeah, and that had sowed the seed for me. And it just chipped away at you. Mm. And you are you're a lawyer. Yeah, that's right. And and you'd had this day where you were driving to work and just thinking, I can't do this for another twenty years. The greyness and the it, same repetitive. Yeah, and, and maybe it's no surprise that it was during the middle of winter yeah. that I suggested it because in winter, if you work in an office, you don't see daylight except no. at weekends. Yeah, and I think. I was thinking, I've done this for 20 years, have I got another 20 years, then I'll retire, hopefully I'll still be alive. My mother died when she was only 58, so she never really got a retirement to do any fun adventure things, and that preys on my mind, or, you know, rests with me constantly, so I wanted to, if my life were foreshortened, I wanted to make sure I'd got some value out of my years well, that's uh, amazing so uh, um why did the rest of you say yes then after Frances came up with this <laughs> crazy idea because she was the one that read the book and obviously got inspired what what made you guys say yes eventually because I know it wasn't immediate right so it was probably you. more immediate for me wasn't oh right yes yeah. it was you who signed yeah. up yeah straight yeah, away yeah, you were so, like yeah, yeah go yeah well because she asked me <laughs> Very politely, you just say yes to everything that everyone asks. Yes. Right, okay. Quite often. Watch out what you ask Jeanette, right? Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, so Helen and Nikki, what? Um, well, for me, the um, I'd watched um, I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here before okay. any of the talk of Rowan and Ocean, and I remember watching that, th- being really inspired by Melanie Sykes. Okay. Because she was my age, and she was in the jungle, mm. and she was beating all the young all the young people, all the men with all the challenges. And I remember sitting at home vividly thinking, I'd really like to do something which would challenge me mentally and physically. Mm. I've just got this massive urge. And I think then my seed was planted. So as soon as Francis then mentioned this at the dinner, I said yes, even though I had to persuade my husband and I couldn't say yes immediately. In my head, I said yes, definitely. And that was because I think I'd had this real urge that I was for, I was over 40 yeah. and I really really wanted to do something different yeah yeah okay wow and what about you then um, so I'd never really done so Francis was quite sporting adventurous beforehand and you've done mountaineering when you were younger and mm. Jeanette's done sailing and bits and pieces and, and I think I've never done a sport I've never had an interest other than going to the gym a little bit so we started rowing and I absolutely loved it and the friendship with these guys I really looked forward to my Saturday mornings so much you know just to get out there do a sport I'd never done a sport before um and have such fun and I just I just thought if it's going to be like that I want to be involved I want to do this with these guys so that that was there was no big deep meaning behind it it was just I really loved that rowing time on the river with these lovely ladies and that that was it I wanted to be part of it and and um so so you mentioned that um Helen you were you'd done some sort of sportsy-ish things before adventurous type stuff what about you Francis did you I I was always a runner at school and through university and even though in the years in between I had a few years when I didn't do anything when my children were really small but kind of entered 10Ks and the odd marathon here. Right, Just okay. bits and pieces of that sort of thing. Nothing uh, like this. Yeah. <laughs> and Jeanette, had you, uh, were you particularly like sporty, adventurous? No. Set yourself loads of challenges all no, the time? No, not at all. I'd not done anything. I'd, I'd, like Nikki, I hate to go to a gym you or anything hockey, like though, that. You were hockey though, weren't you? Oh, when I was younger, yeah. yeah. But I, yeah, I played a lot of hockey when I was younger. Right. Um, but I, I'm not... Um, I've not done any adventures or yeah. any sporty things. I mean, you've probably read in the book about my um, inability to exercise yeah. uh, physically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't like the gym. Um, so it was a very different challenge for me. And I think that was the interesting thing trying something different yeah. because I'd had a lot of challenges and actually taken a lot of risks in business Okay, and I'd just sold my business before we set off which was a great time for Francis to ask me to do this mm-hmm. because it was something different it was something just completely mm. not in my normal thoughts <laughs> no. And so it became a dream, didn't it? Mm. It became a dream for all of us, actually. Yeah. It, 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 we just 
once we'd all agreed to it, mm. there was no stopping us, really, was And we there? never thought we, we were, were going to do it either, did we? We no. never thought That's once amazing. that we were never going to get to the start line and we were never going to do it. And in yeah. hindsight, do you feel like that was a naive thought or do you think do you feel like that, that was actually what got you through? I think that was our power, wasn't it? That we were all so positive about it and we all knew together we could do it. Yeah. So it was like our superpower. Yeah. I think that we did I mean Faith and <laughs> conviction. We, we, we didn't know I guess thinking about it now, we had no idea what we were going to face. Probably, mm. so I think the word naive is probably a good word to use in some, but not in a bad way. Not but in literally, a bad way, like in a good ignorance way, bliss almost. Exactly, yeah, yes, yeah. Because we we were so passionate about it and so looking forward to it, and we were looking at all the positive mm. side of it, weren't we? All the positive side of the whole thing, except for when we got that Facebook message from the man who will remain anonymous who Alan. said oh. <laughs> <laughs> he remained anonymous for about 10 seconds yeah. he's, 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 he's still anonymous is he? he's Alan, Alan. Yeah. who said you know this is crazy you shouldn't be doing it you're all going to die and people are going to die trying to save the lives uh, trying to save your lives and I, I think then we sort of sat down for perhaps half an hour and, and, and thought, gosh, you know, this is a dangerous thing to do. And at what point did, was that? Didn't we? At what yeah, point we did. did you receive that, how, like, uh, into the planning bit? After the North Sea, wasn't just it? Just oh, right, okay. Yes. Okay, so you had, I mean, you were fully committed by that point, oh, yeah. really, we were, really. And, yeah. and yeah. It's, it's fair to say we were naive at the very beginning. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But it's such a well-organised race and yes. so yeah. thorough in yeah. its organisation and we were very thorough in our preparation absolutely well. and uh, although let's put that in, in, into perspective when you got to Lagomera you met the other female only all female crew there and one of the girls from there had tried attempted the race before what had happened to her when she had She'd just been really unlucky I think with the weather with the boat failing they'd, and then finally the thing that really they'd had a fire didn't they a battery mm, fire yeah. I think they'd had bad weather seasickness and they'd also lost their rudder and once they'd lost their rudder they'd tried to fix it mid-ocean and something went wrong and so they j- you can't do it without a rudder and she, was she just had so, drifted off course a really long way hadn't, hadn't they and then I don't know they right? drifted off course but then they were rescued by a, a tanker on its way to Canada yeah. so and they'd been they out for, for a long Antigua. time right. they weren't no. far oh, right, okay. Ant- I don't think she was like 200 miles off of Antigua yeah. So it was really, she was so close. But hadn't, yeah. But, but, um, but was out for 90 days. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's and then she was running out of food, I think. And, and then she so came back to do it again. Yeah, yeah. I think she so had to. She had to lay there. She had to rest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's why she, she did she it. Smashed it then. She smashed yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right, yes, they're the ones that yeah. they came yeah. second. Yeah. 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 And they're the fastest. Fastest women to have raced across, yeah. At the time, the youngest as well, oh, the youngest, thing, weren't they? Yeah. They, yeah. Were, they were incredible. But, I mean, it, I guess at that point, obviously you were fully committed by that point, you were already in Lagomera, but it, when I read that, it doesn't put it into perspective that you think, oh, this isn't just a row across the ocean, it's all perfectly safe, you know, things can go yes. seriously wrong, and um, because that could have been ended in all sorts of tragedy, and obviously there's the uh, situation that's going on at the moment with... Uh, Susie Goodall, Goodall. Goodall. Yeah. yeah, she's just yeah. been rescued. She's yeah. just been rescued, yeah. thank goodness. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that you know, it's that, again that sort of back to basics. She doesn't yeah. have any support, mm-hmm. physical support. Mm-hmm. So um, it could take your life any day mm. out there, the ocean. Mm. See, it seriously could. Mm. And I think you know, to a certain extent, when, while we were out there, we kind of wrapped wrapped ourselves in a bubble of we did. of protection. I think you know we. I think, for me anyway, and I can't talk for these lovely ladies, but if if I'd have sat on that boat thinking about what I was really doing out there in the middle of the ocean and thinking how deep is this sea and how wild are these fish around us and how dangerous it is, 
if I'd have allowed myself mm. to have those thoughts, I think it would have been much harder. Yeah, you would have been overwhelming, yeah. the amount stacking down onto um, you. Yeah. But I didn't. I, I, I blocked all of that, mm. I think, to a certain extent. Yeah. There were moments when, you know, those thoughts did come, but I'd push them away straight away. Yeah. And and I think it's your thought pattern, isn't it? Your mindset of mm, thinking, yeah. you know, how am I going to get through this? Um, and so I'm not going to acknowledge that this could be this could take my life. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think we had a lot of trust in the boat as well. So I think that was a big thing for me. It was, and I, I think we all felt this way about the boat. I think we had a lot of trust in that boat, mm, and, and I yeah, think yeah. you felt you felt you were on this really safe environment. Actually, even though you're in this dangerous environment, uh-huh, reality, yeah. the boat was little safe environment in the middle of the ocean, and had a lot of trust in the other three as well and I think yeah. without that yeah. I kind of thought you know that there would always be somebody that could handle something even if I couldn't yes and right was, yeah yeah yeah, a, yeah. really helped me the odd on the boat. time when you just thought I can't cope with it there was yeah. somebody else you had you, yeah. you, you, you had pillars yeah. of trust and you kind of trusted that you just you knew that somebody would it worked work well, out. actually, didn't it? Because when 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 one of us was low, the others were high, yeah. and the others were high, and vice versa. Yeah. So we were able to look after each mm. other because we're such different women. Mm. I think we were able to. It, it worked so well because mm. we are so different. Yeah, yeah. We've all got different mm. skills that you know we could share that couldn't we and we yeah. went on the boat didn't we with the mindset of looking after each other before yeah. ourselves and we so, yeah. so we all had that mindset we yeah. all agreed to that mindset yeah that really worked it's a very simple thing but it really worked do you um think uh, and this might be a, a random connection like me trying to make a connection that's maybe not there but do you think that being mothers made a difference to that that feeling of looking after each other that your intention is to be there for other people just as much as yourself or more than for yourself yeah I think it probably came naturally to us because well, I think maybe... we're, we're all in different places on the spectrum of motherhood caring and empathy <laughs> yeah. and sharing oh right okay <laughs> <laughs> Which we're all on the spectrum. Which <laughs> yeah. It really did. It did help. Yeah, because yeah. you can't have four people <laughs> no. who are constantly no. giving out to other yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. that, that yeah. sort of boundary-less yes. compassion. Yeah. You need people who are like, actually, do you know what? This is not working. You know, let's yeah. just yeah. yeah. We did really well as well, and I think some teams have done less well at this in not having any time. Two teams of two. We swapped who we rode with. We swapped yeah. who we shared the. Um, oh, okay. So you didn't end yeah. up like yeah. with um, yeah. factions. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I think the other thing is as well because we've had this bonding experience, which is lovely, and we're still friends now. I'm really proud that we are still friends. It means a lot. To yes. Me. Exactly. You could be fed yeah. up with them. Yeah. Because we are such different people with different lives, completely. Really. Yeah. And um, it's it's I'm proud because. The other boats, a lot of them fell out, didn't yeah. they? Which is sad, and and it's a shame that they, you know, they they don't spend as much time together now. Yeah, right. Because okay. you know they've got that ability to go and you know say, oh, you know, I feel fed yeah. up today, Helen, or you know. Well, we knew it was going to be <clears throat> because of past history and other people. We knew that it's when you're in an extreme um, environment for so long. So if you if you know if you're climbing a mountain mm-hmm. or whatever you're in mm-hmm. it's hard mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. not sixty seven days hard. Mm. So we knew that we were basically going to be in an extreme environment for so long, literally on high alert mm. all the time mm. because at any minute you could be capsized. So we really prepared mentally for that, which I think some teams maybe do or maybe or maybe not. But we but our aim and our values we had values and aims on the boat was to get to the other side as friends so we worked hard at that we had our team yes. meetings didn't we yeah. every day yeah where we you know all spoke about stuff and yeah. all agreed on stuff yeah um, and then we had those moments where it was you know all hands on deck so skipper had to make those had to make those decisions so yeah we worked hard on that I think really and it was probably harder for us as friends writing the book than it was when we were because we worked together we were communicating via email yeah, all yeah, the time yeah, and, so it was, that yeah. and that was probably yeah. Yeah. worse yeah. 
I mean, on the boat, we had we all had the same goal, the same aim. Yeah. And and that's why it's hard for us to find something to do together now, because we're all at different stages of our life. And um, you know, it's having that same goal, isn't yeah. it? And that same mm-hmm. aim, because. Um, we we wanted all wanted to enjoy the journey, so we weren't being competitive. Yeah, and we all had that same. We want to enjoy the journey, and we want to get there, which was our overall goal. I mean, there were times when I would be a bit more run faster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
comprehension. Mine like. didn't. I think they kind of they, they they got quite excited. About five minutes later, they were completely bored with the whole. Yeah. Thing. And, it, and it, unless it involved them and their social life, yeah, yeah, they're not, they're not that bothered. No, so they were proud and they were and they helped out. You know, they came along when we went out and raised money and took the boat places, and they did come along. But, yeah, um, and they and they'd get excited at the time. But I think part of that was just getting together with the other kids. And right. Stuff, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't think kids see things in the same way. But mine, but but mine were different. Yeah. So Henry. Lucy probably was yeah. in her own life, but Henry might was really interested in it. Was he? Um, and he read Ross Savage's book. So I was reading Ross. Oh, no, I was reading Ross Savage's book, not Deborah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and this then, is another Atlantic rower, another yeah. ocean rower. And I was reading her book, and then one day I looked, and and the book had gone by the side of my bed. And Henry was ten. And he'd picked up that book, and it was by his bed. Okay. And I was thinking, should should I let him read it? Because it's very, you know... It's realistic. Realistic. Yeah. And uh, anyway, he did. And then he wrote me what we now called Henry's List, which is all the things that I needed to take with me on the bow, which is ocean-friendly shampoo, which if I'd listened to him... You would I have, have the terrible hair. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so he wrote this long Amazing. list of um, crocodile... Uh, skin gloves, long spoons, long spoons, matches, sheepskin things. For, he wrote everything Lapjack. down. He gave it to me this list, and so for me, that was him saying, "I want you to do this." Give you permission, and he and was he really, then... really interested and involved. Yeah. in right from yeah. right from the word go. Really, even when we were on the boat, he'd be he'd be phoning me up on the satellite phone and saying, "Right, you know, you're seventh, or you're here, or you're there, or whatever." He he, he was interested in yeah. it. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing, and but and, and some you did get some comments from old, older women. Uh, w- I mean, I'm saying older women, but you say you had a sort of paragraph where you were talking about the fact that there were some older women basically saying, "Why aren't you happy with your lot oh, at the well, moment? Why are you feeling?" Yeah, my mother-in-law was, <laughs> right, okay. was not. She couldn't understand why I would want to do it, and she had this picture in her head that only big young men okay military men would do okay. this and she couldn't understand why well she didn't think I could do it because I wasn't a 26 year old big burly man yeah um and it was quite funny because in in, in the so she was quite against it for quite a long time um and she never really accepted it. Um, and then, and then the, the ironic thing was, was that actually our book was serialised in the Daily Mail, and she reads the Daily Mail every day. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was like karma. So she'd be sitting in a chair. She'd be sitting in a chair for a week. A Daily Mail had arrived, and I'd be there. Oh, and she was like, ah, oh, in my face again. So that was in. so funny. That's so she was the only person. My mum was just concerned, yeah. but she supported it. Yeah. And she came to Antigua, 80-year-old. Yes, right. She, oh, she came to Antigua on her own. So she was lovely because she didn't want me to, to arrive on my own without no. any family because my family weren't going to be there. So that was really special for mm. me, for her to be there. Um, do you think that uh, any comments that you received about, oh, you're mad, oh, you know, things like that, are, would be have been different for the same crew but men? So men who had families and things like that and were going off to do it, they would you think do you think the comments that men would have received would have been like, yeah, of course you are, great, so off you go, go have fun. Or I, think or of, I think because I think speaking to some of the men crews, they get the same sort of comments. right. Okay, okay. Because I think you row an ocean, and it's it's not whether you're man or woman actually. I think it's just people think it's a crazy thing to do because or it's, it's mad yeah. because it's so extreme, you know. So I'm I'm not sure. We definitely got all the publicity we got yeah. because we were mums and we were women. women yeah. And when we yeah. were at the race, um, you know, BBC Breakfast travelled out with us, they followed our story, and there were dads doing exactly mm. the same thing mm. and they didn't get any publicity, really, mm. hardly any. Mm, that's an interesting alternative so take, actually. you talk actually, about that, don't yeah. you, about how it's kind of um, inverted well, sexism, in a way, that we that we experienced? Yeah. Well, it, you know, it... it the world should be that it shouldn't matter whether yeah. you're male or yeah. female yeah. and you can do whatever you choose to do 
but we have benefited hugely. We've benefited hugely from yeah, the fact that we're women, women and we then got Because it makes a more interesting yeah. storyline yeah. for people, yeah. Yeah, we had a story. Yeah. So we inspired, and, and from the book now, the best bit for me is when we do literary festivals and we, women come up to us and say, as a book club, we've read the book and we're now going to do a book club challenge and we're uh, going to do this. So I suppose we have inspired a group of women who mm. maybe thought... And men. Yeah, and men, and men yeah, and men, yeah. Yeah, and men, uh, yeah. You know, they they said to us, we're doing this because you did you it. You came to school. How yeah. amazing is that? Yeah. That is, that's men saying to us. Yeah, that yeah. is that incredible. It's nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. happen to be lovely guys, don't yeah. they? They're mm-hmm. really nice mm-hmm. guys. But they... they and when we arrived in Lagomera, which was full of men rowers and the other four girls... Do you know, none of them, at any point in time, none of those men no. said anything to us like, you can't do this or anything No, like what are you doing here? Not yeah. then, yeah. they didn't. When we arrived in Lagomira, they were all very um, supportive of us. Yeah. And, and it was very lovely, wasn't it, and, to have their support. And, and do you we think looked that's... up to them, didn't we, really? Yeah. In a way, you yeah. know, it was kind of looking at ourselves as women. We, I did. I looked up to them. I thought, gosh, you know, they're fit. They're much fitter than I am. And, you know, this is their game. This is their world. Yeah. I did think. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it's more world. familiar to yeah. them than it is to you. Yeah. We also, because we got so much publicity, we raised so much more money for charity yeah. than we yeah. ever would have done had we not had all that press and BBC attention. Yeah, yeah. That's, so that's that true. So BBC Breakfast follows you all the way through. Yeah. And then um, you, you've also had a documentary. Yes. 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 Which National is called Geographic. National Geographic. Four Mums in a Boat. Four Mums in a Boat. Yeah. Okay. And that's, that's out that's, already, that's is it? That's out, yeah. It's actually on YouTube. Yeah. Okay. It's in German and English. Oh, German and English. <laughs> yeah. It's very useful. Okay, good. It's being translated into Dutch and German and Francis yeah. and Nikki went to Munich with the yeah. documentary. I went to Hamburg. We went oh, to lovely. New York with it as well. It was oh, yes, that's New right. York. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I went you went to New York. It's comparable. Yes. <laughs> so we were really, we were really lucky to have that documentary, and we didn't know it was going to happen until we were mid-ocean. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Because yeah. they were trying to do it, trying to get National Geographic to commission something, um, and they agreed whilst we were mid-ocean. Oh, amazing. It's lovely. It's a really lovely. We can look back on it and you know remind ourselves of the journey because yeah. sometimes you do forget. Yeah, you know, we'll always. Sometimes it's like having a baby. You know, you you forget all that pain. And the, that yeah, you went the, through, yeah. And you see it quite rosy, don't you? Well, yeah. I do. You know, I think oh, of all the good bits. From and then I see the documentary yeah. and I think, wow, gosh, yeah, it was hard in part. <laughs> <laughs> we did it's a talk, Helen and I. Um, spoke at the Cheltenham Literature Festival didn't we and and which was such a brilliant experience but afterwards our host said you make it sound like a really great head weekend (laughs) (laughs) and you're like no (laughs) very strange head weekend that's how we looked at it It and and how we managed to do it it's how I remember it (laughs) we looked at it like that I think didn't we you know and that's I think that's how we managed mentally to to to, to be able to do it and to get through it because it is a hard challenge it's it's one of the toughest challenges in the world isn't it uh, well and it's you know you're rowing two hours on two hours off 24 hours well, for 67 days yeah. so it's not an easy thing to do no it's not and you are out there on your own aren't you and i know we had each other but yeah. sometimes you, you did feel alone i you know mm. from time to time i'd feel alone yeah so even though we were on a boat, the four of us, you can go into your own thoughts, mm-hmm. can't you, from time to time? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, and and when we're talking about you know um, planning in advance, how did you manage time off from work and things? So Helen, you work for the NHS. Yeah. So I basically just worked five days a week. So I think I was on four. I think I was working four days a week then. So I up my hours to five didn't take any holiday because I remember feeling really jealous of you three who were going on holiday and I was like oh my god 
So I didn't literally take any holiday. Yeah. And then I took all my holidays together. Wow. So that gave me less time when I wasn't getting paid. Yeah. Yeah, so, God, you must be exhausted before you And, and it was because my manager was going, well, yes, I'll agree to this, but if I see you looking tired, I'll be at my desk, like, even though I was feeling really Match tired. Sticks. I was just like, Bye. Bye. <laughs> because, because for me, the money was really important because it was, because I... Because it made a massive difference I, I, if you, you weren't for being paid. Things, yeah. So, yeah, so I, th- I yeah. thought, well, this is how I can do it. I work an extra day, so I'm saving a bit more money. Yeah. And then I'll just take all my holidays, which is something like six or seven, eight weeks or whatever, yeah. all at work, all together. And they were really supportive, I have to say, and they, they agreed to that. That's amazing, because that, that was something that you found a little bit, like, how on earth am I going well, to do Richard said, you can't do thing. this because we can't not you have You can't do wage. three months yeah. without wage, yeah. 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 Um, and how did everyone else find, work out the work yeah. Well. well, I handed my notice in. <laughs> but that wasn't, that, that wasn't deliberate at the very beginning. Okay. So at the very beginning, I had agreed to take a sabbatical. Right, OK. A three-month sabbatical. Okay. But as it turned out, I did hand my notice in. So I had just started a new business just before we, we set off. Perfect yeah. time to go away after you've started a new business. <laughs> I had some very supportive colleagues and some really supportive clients. Right, OK. Well, okay. really, it's, it's been nothing but positive That's for my amazing. business. Yeah, yeah, everyone was so supportive. And I think because I'd thought of the idea years before, I'd been saving some money okay. for three, four years yeah. leading up to it. So I'd saved enough to mean that when I wasn't earning when I was away, I'd already got the money in the bank. So. Mm. It, it took. A, it was a lot of planning for yeah. All, yeah for all of us on all different levels. And Nikki and Jeanette, how how did you plan the time off? Um, I work with my husband, so we have our own firm. Okay. So it taken a little while for us to get to the point where I could go. Actually, I was mm. part of the land crew for a while. Yes, um, right. Yeah, because um, it was it was quite hard. Um, to sort of figure out how we would manage. We've only got a small firm, but, yeah. you know, I'm an integral part of it. Yeah. So um, I think my husband kind of thought I was not just leaving it here with the kids, but also mm. leaving the business. Um, There's a lot of pressure on him to take on everything, yeah. kids and the whole business as well. Yeah. But um, So there was a lot of concern and it took quite a lot of planning, but it ended up being really positive as a result because we ended up having to recruit somebody ah, because we couldn't, yeah. we actually couldn't manage without, without yeah. um, just because we are small, we didn't have loads of people there just to pick up the slack. No. Um, so we ended up recruiting somebody and that actually ended up being great for the business, for us, for me. And then when you came um, back, you had an extra person, yeah, so actually the business, the business grew, has grown since. And so actually what ended up being what almost was stopped me from doing it um, working through it meant great things at the other end. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. It was, so it was. I look back on that as being a fabulous thing because it really helped our business. Yeah, it was amazing what could be know. positive at the time. Yeah. It's just super stressful yeah. to go through working that out. Yeah. And Jeanette, how did you... Um, it was probably... Oh, you had just changed just over. Yeah. And I'd agreed in the contract that I could go and row the ocean. Right, OK, yeah. And they were very, very supportive. Yeah. Very supportive. And um, so I guess it was It was just... It, I, I didn't have to deal with... Yeah. You know, I know obviously... Um, with my kids being just a little bit older, uh, there wasn't such a pressure on my husband, mm. and he'd actually been away the year before. Oh, that's right, he'd been sailing as he well. He sailed for yeah. 12 weeks, so it's my <laughs> turn. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, cost wise, obviously, it costs a lot. You did a lot of training, you had to do loads of preparation, you were raising money for charity, but you had to put in a lot of money yourselves, right? And I know, yeah. Jeanette, you obviously stumped up a whole load for buying a beautiful rose in mm, the first yeah. place but um, but you all eventually put in we all did money yeah. yourselves yeah. and you raised money for charity so how did you go about doing that because that, that's a huge yeah. thing isn't it was the raising money yeah, we had to raise about £120,000 didn't, didn't we yeah. to get to the start yeah. right okay so with us all working full time that was really hard to go out and try and get corporate sponsorship yeah mm. because the, the plan was that we'd get corporate sponsorship mm. people would put their logos on the mm. boat in return 
um, and then once the race is finished, everything's sold and it all goes to charity. So, ah, it's, so it's a really good way of okay. companies getting a bit of advertising yeah. and then knowing that everything, everything goes, goes to, to the charity, charity afterwards. Amazing, right? But it was really hard mm. work, yeah. wasn't it? Trying to get yeah. because people didn't believe we were going to do it. Yes. So it was a good yeah. idea to get the boat early because then at least we could take the boat to places. Yeah. And people then kind of believe more convincing. Yeah. Which is why it yeah. was so good that we did get the media coverage yeah. after the rowing Incredible, yeah. yeah. That really helped with the It really helped yeah. with the sponsorship. But we still, you know, we still were right at the last minute. I don't think we'd got everything we got until the money we'd after got, we got back. Yeah. 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 And some teams like Rover Victory have done really well. They've yeah. got all their money already. Yeah. And do you think that's on off the back of you guys? No, like I, just, of, no you know, I don't. I not, just think yeah. they're just really they've done they've they just had a very good right plan people they've just had a right, very okay, good yeah, yeah, yeah. as well it's, it's, it's the people you know and the industries you're involved yeah, in yeah, I think yeah. we got most of our money from people that we had a connection to yes, rather than yeah. from strangers personal connection makes yeah. a massive difference but then we did it? get yeah. the um, we met some amazing people, like the man who did all our decals, mm, turning yeah. Christmas lights on in a little village. Yeah, yeah. And then we met no, this complete stranger yeah. who said, I want to help you. And then he basically, he printed all our decals for all our sponsors, which would have cost us a few mm. thousand pounds. Oh, wow. And he was just a complete was stranger. Oh, he was lovely. A, a few like that, yeah. actually, yeah. thinking about yeah. it. I mean, you do go to your personal network. Yes, of course, yeah. You know, your friends and, and your colleagues, are, you know, the ones who are more open, mm. they know you. Yeah. And so they know that, you, you know, you're serious. Yeah. Um, and then it's harder to convince the people who don't know. Yeah. But we did get quite a yeah, few random people, so didn't we? Lovely. We got um, the old man from Halifax, didn't oh, we? I should call him an old man, should I? Ron, Ron he's in Ron, the boat. Ron, oh, yes. What a lovely man. Do you know, we went out to Tenerife for his birthday oh we were his birthday present oh. <laughs> yes. well, that makes him sound good. <laughs> isn't that lovely That's we had a weekend with him and his daughter didn't we yeah. in Tenerife and is he the guy that picked him up from yeah. Yeah. The, he yeah. picked us up yeah, yeah. and he sponsored us that's incredible the kindness yeah. of people yeah. I mean there's a book out now about adventure written by adventure people have you seen it The Kindness of Strangers no mm-hmm. oh, um, okay. like um people like Anna McNuff I'm trying to think of a couple of other yeah. people who've written in it and it's mm. about things like that yeah. like you're going and doing yeah. something extraordinary or unusual or something yeah. like that and people will step in and go come stay in my house yeah. yes. I've never met you before but have mm. my food nice. what can I do yeah. for you I'll drive mm. you to wherever Ron met yeah. all of us at the airport he yeah. took all of us and the BBC out for lunch he met our we children what a fun yeah. amazing yeah. thing for him to get involved in as well I mean that you talking about He'd read about us in the Yorkshire Post and then I got a message on our Yorkshire Rose phone saying, this is Ron, you don't know oh, who I am, right, yeah. <laughs> but I'd like to help you. And, yeah. da, da, da. and then we phoned him back. Yeah. And his daughter said to him, oh, they'll never ring you back. They'll, you know, Ron, don't be silly, don't ring them up, they'll never ring you back. And then he's like a really special per- person. And we've met her, haven't we, as well? Yeah. And then have that friend, little holiday with yeah. her and a friend, which was really oh, special. Yeah. Isn't that lovely? You're it's, right, though. Yeah, People yeah. are kind. Yeah, yeah. People are kind. And giving them an yeah. avenue for their just wonderful yeah. ways they want to get involved I think it's such a wonderful mm-hmm. network that you managed to, not a network, that makes it sound too um, robotic, but just the, the web of mm-hmm. people we've met along the way it's just as good as doing the row in the ocean, it's the yeah. people we've met amazing yes, people yeah, yeah. and that's so. why I wanted to involve my children in it because I wanted them to absorb all that positive yes. energy and kindness mm. and all of that stuff which they wouldn't have been exposed no, to I don't yeah, think yeah yeah. Um, okay, so what about preparation in the couple of years before you started? You did things like the Survival at Sea um, course, so what, uh, what's that? Uh, yeah, it's about trying to in a very deep swimming pool while people are walking around trying to drown you, and <laughs> basically, in, isn't in, it? In hindsight, <laughs> do you think it prepared you for what you experienced? Well, we didn't have to use the life raft. No. Right, okay, yes. So that okay. didn't. All right. And there were yeah. certain things, I like Francis tells a story, you have to tell about the muster stations, I think that's hilarious. So the things that we did on the yeah. course that weren't relevant. It right, okay, because they're relevant to things yeah. like ferries. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, muster station. What? Yeah. Okay. 
going to work. But I think, I but think it did at least give us some sort of protocol for yeah. if there's yes. an emergency, yeah. you know, make sure yeah. you know where clearly where yeah. everyone is. You should be able to yeah. see them, but just yeah. what you need and a run through of what might happen in an emergency situation. Yeah. And what other practical uh, preparations did you do? We did the um, VHF as well, didn't yeah. we? Which, we did. um, you know, was a good job we did that because we made a really bad job of it when we were going into the um, into the part in the North Sea, mm. didn't we? Oh, yes. Right. We just call yes. everybody up on the radio, didn't Very we, to chatty. chat with oh, them. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. You know, we yeah. didn't really follow the protocol. We so you were more professional people. when you were going in the When we were in the we yeah. by then, and yeah. we were much more professional by with the radio. Yeah. Yes. The funny thing is that actually we didn't really need the radio. We did at the we end. Yeah. Remember, I was, end. Talking, yeah. I was talking yeah. to someone yeah. at the end just before we were coming into yeah. Antigua. I don't yeah. think you were very. You went. I was. T- you were you quite were, chatty, weren't you? I was. Yeah, because the fishermen, <laughs> one of the other rowers, the Antiguan rowers, had already got to Antigua. So I was on the radio oh, that's saying, right. coming on radio. saying, you know, we're, we're nearly there, and um, is it Absar? Mm-hmm. So when you're kind of 15 miles away, you got to get in contact oh, right, with Absar, okay. who were not responding yeah. back at all. Yeah. And then suddenly, this voice came on the channel saying, Hello, "It's it's," and it was one of the other rowers from Antigua. So we we were having a conversation, probably on channel 16. Yeah. <laughs> Because he was fishing, because yeah. he was fishing. Oh, right, okay. He was fishing at the time, and I bet they were thinking, who's she talking yeah. to? Oh, you were on the wrong channel. Yeah, yeah. 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 they have done it on 60 hours. Yeah. But okay. we did, I mean, if a, sh- a cargo ship, there weren't many, there were only a couple, but if the case was, we'd, we'd, we'd radioed them yeah. and yeah. let them know. And, um, you know, we radioed um, a couple of rowers as they went past we did. a mile away. Yes, we did. Which and then, obviously, the safety yards, it's the only way they can get into it. Okay. okay, so you needed to learn all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah. And what about mental preparation? Did you actually do any specific mental preparation beforehand, or was it, you know, your own, you know, you coming around to it mentally and things like that yourself? I think there was a lot of individual thoughts going on prior to us setting off, but we have a friend who has a business where she helps professional athletes then integrate once their careers have finished ah, go okay. into the real world oh, and, and, amazing, and right. work with them so that they are very aware of what transferable skills they've got yeah. and so she had a couple of sessions with us yeah. about really just how, how we might all react in moments of stress yes. and how different yeah. that might be and how we can get the best out of each ah, other. Brilliant. So that was yeah. very helpful. Yeah. And I think mentally we, because we'd spent you know three years together nearly every weekend Yeah. Um, I think we were gradually building that mental ability between us where mm. we were almost becoming not one mind but we collectively mm. as a group we could work um, and you mentioned before that you you had these set of values and yes, yes. what else did you call it? Values and goals, aims? Uh, we had the values and then we did have some rules of the boat. Rules of the boat, yeah. we all disobeyed at various <laughs> times. <laughs> when it's <laughs> yeah, like, oh, every one of us, <laughs> every one of us. And we did have a safety word and the safety word, I think Francis came up with it, peanuts. Uh, maybe, I can't yeah. remember, but maybe. Yeah. We never used that. <clears> we never used it, no. No, you know, for, for moments. Um, in, instead, I think we used, I'm just saying, saying yeah. we weren't yeah. 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 Yeah.
worry you know you need to be fit yeah. but don't worry too much about fitness because you're, you're going out there you're going to be out there a long time and after about a week of rowing you are you'll your get fitness fit is going to be going along. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 and by yeah. about 10 days that. in you're yeah. going to be as, probably as fit as you need to be so. yeah. and so, we knew that we weren't competing yeah. as well yeah. so our I bodies think, did you know, really well I was yeah, really yeah. impressed with our bodies yeah, actually yeah, was, yeah. Oh, we had a friend yeah. so a lovely friend oh, Paul yeah. who was a chiropractor um, for about a year before two years two years maybe two years before he came and crit cracked us and gave us a, a chiropractic session um, probably about every three weeks oh, we'd arranged to see him and he did that for free he just wanted to be involved he wanted to support us this was another it came to amazing kind of thing where you have a that talent really and you just want to share it yeah, yeah give it and, and he worked on us effect. for so long and um, he came down to the North Sea when we did the North Sea yeah. and did us a session just before he we went came out to Lagamira came out to Lagamira and he actually worked on a lot of the other crews as well yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, none of us had back yeah, problems we or you know the things that you think yeah, yeah. you're on yes. for that yes, long. I'm sure. Yeah. I think some so. of our bodies. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the fact we didn't have so many problems was down to yeah. that we had all that yeah. preparation. Yeah. I wish you was really helped. Yeah. Actually, it really moved to Dubai. I know. Moved to Dubai. That's so selfish. Yeah. I know. And you know, another bit of preparation after the North Sea, Jeanette, you were voted to be skipper of the crew, which is obviously a huge responsibility and you really shouldered that responsibility so did you at that point feel a lot of pressure and how did you learn to cope with that um i did but that was probably down to down to me you were putting the pressure on yourself yeah um i think i didn't need to feel like that i mean francis tells me i didn't need to feel like that and i didn't i know i didn't yeah but it was just because I thought, gosh, you know, I've, it, it's a, it's like a leadership position, and I do feel responsible, mm. like you would at work or mm, yeah, anywhere yeah. if you, yeah. you, you know. Um, but because we were such a good team, it, 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 it didn't matter as it turned out. Mm. But um, I think it was me having difficulty letting go initially right okay yeah first few days i was i wasn't really i was a bit controlling i think probably they're all very silent (laughs) (laughs) but i guess in a way that's that first yeah in my head i thought gosh i am being a bit controlling and i need to let go completely And um, but that's, that's when I realised used to being that actually, you know, it's down to the four of us. I think it's you felt you had to do everything, didn't yes, you? In your right, head, okay. and you felt in you my had head, to do I everything. I we, to do and everything. I remember saying yeah. to you, "No, Jeanette." Oh, it was one of yes. us said, yeah. "Go to sleep. Yes. Have your sleep. Yes. We can sort yes. out whatever." Mm. And I think that's what yeah. you didn't rest, maybe um, yes. in the yeah. early yeah. weeks, feeling a bit too all the time, and then you realise this is not going to go well if I have to do this for another sixty days. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. I hope you found the content interesting and worthwhile. Can I now ask you to pick up your phone and go to your podcast platform or open up iTunes on your computer and rate and review this episode? You can review as many episodes as you like, so even if you've done it before, it doesn't matter. I make these podcasts because I feel it's a necessary conversation to be put out there. I take the time to choose a variety of interesting guests and I want to reach as many women as possible. However, I do it all for free at the moment. To keep on reaching more listeners, I would love to eventually get a sponsor and that requires ratings and listener numbers. So please help me to make this podcast grow more by taking the time to let me know what you think now. Thank you and I look forward to you joining us next week.